Hey mate, how you doing? I hope you're pushing back on the in-laws, keeping your wedding party in check, you know, fighting the good fight, and you're still finding a bit of time to just be engaged. Tell me that you're enjoying yourself. Tell me you're taking a few moments just to drink it all in. Drink it in, mate. This time goes by way too quickly. But one of the tasks I'm guessing you've still got on your to-do list, but it keeps somehow slipping further down, doesn't it? It's writing your wedding vows. You know, the personal and heartfelt promises you're going to make to each other that feels like the crescendo or the high point of your wedding ceremony. Today, I'm going to tell you everything that you ever wanted to know and a couple of points that you didn't even know existed about your wedding vows, including how long they're meant to be, what makes for some great wedding vows, and how to get them written and feel super proud and confident about them in just 20 minutes. Let's get into it. Unbridely is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Okay, what are wedding vows? Vows, put simply, are pledges or promises. Vows are not necessarily required in all marriage ceremonies around the world. They're not required in all civil ceremonies and not always required in all religious ceremonies. So the very first thing you want to be doing is working out whether you're having a religious ceremony, in which case you'll need to seek the advice of your minister, priest, rabbi, etc. for the requirements of your religion in your country, state or region. Or if you're having a civil slash non-religious ceremony, where the legal requirements for marriage are set by the government in your country, state or province, you'll be needing to find out what those requirements are. So Google it. It's super important to note that in most cases, it's your responsibility to find out what the religious and or legal requirements are for your particular circumstances before you even, you know, start considering writing creative or personal vows. Because there are some situations where personal vows, you know, the ones you get to write yourself, they don't have a place in a marriage ceremony. That said, if you were to write some beautiful, creative, unique personal vows and they weren't allowed in your ceremony for some particular reason, having a card where you can put all those words, all those beautiful feelings and thoughts or a letter that you can have given to your fiancé on the morning of your wedding can have a very similar effect. So for my couples who are having their civil, non-religious, legal, or sometimes commitment ceremony, a non-legal ceremony, all have the choice and the opportunity here in Australia to write their own unique personal wedding vows in addition to the legal vow sentence required by law in all states and territories in the Commonwealth of Australia by the Marriage Act of 1961. Phew, you know. The nice stuff, the beautiful promises, the wonderful words of affirmation you want to hear. The term vows loosely translates as promises. And in the case of marriage, we're talking about the promises you're going to make to your future spouse about the life you want to live together, about what you appreciate about each other. 
More often than not, they'd be read or repeated after the celebrant for everyone attending your wedding ceremony to hear. But as with everything, times and expectations, traditions and customs shift, change, and they evolve with each generation. And what was a you have to of my grandmother's generation is now seen as old-fashioned and not at all applicable or even desirable to today's 20-something-year-old. Modern civil wedding vows can be whatever the hell you want them to be. But what I find is that if you only have promises as your vows, so for example, I promise to care for you and support you, I promise to comfort and protect you, I promise to listen to you and encourage you, it starts to sound like a shopping list. (laughs) It's pretty one-dimensional and predictable too. In my opinion, your creative wedding vows have the opportunity, if you let them, to be the most incredible experience for the both of you. It's the chance to feel truly seen, appreciated and adored for everything that you are. It can become not only one of the highlights of your wedding ceremony, but a cornerstone of your relationship too. And I think that's what really freaks people out. That moment is perceived as something so huge and momentous, and it's so important. Plus, you're saying them in front of everyone, right? Once again, the big bad E, expectation, is coming into play here. And it might be from movies. It might be from your friends, other friends that you might have seen get married. It might have come from your parents, your grandparents, or comparisonitis. You know, that condition of comparing everything you're doing in and for your wedding to what other people have done. And I hope that even after just 16 episodes of the Unbridly Modern Wedding Planning podcast, that you've started to pick up what I'm putting down. I believe that sort of pressure on you, your fiance, and that tiny moment in time, and the vows themselves even, it's not going to serve you in the slightest. So let's just ditch that as an excuse or as a stressor right now. Also, if you're truly freaking out about saying your vows, there's no need to make your wedding day the first time you say them to each other. There are lots of different options that could make you feel more comfortable and relaxed, including, but not limited to, saying them to each other at a first look, sharing your creative vows in a card, and only saying the legal sentence required during your ceremony. One of my all-time favourites is putting them in a letter that's read in silence in the presence of your guests during the ceremony. Or you could read them out to each other a few days before your wedding so you can take a bit of the anxiety out of the reading and of hearing them for the first time on the day. Maybe this is a topic for another episode. How do I do wedding vows when I'm petrified? Let me know. Let me know if that show would be of interest to you. And please always remember, because you are you and your fiancé is your fiancé, and because you love each other and communicate with each other in your own special way, with your own unique language, whatever you write for your wedding vows will be by their very design right. They are from you, and no one but you could possibly write or say them. So please, have a little confidence in your love and in your relationship. You've already got everything you need. 
You just need a little guidance from me to pull it all together. And that's what I'm here for. Okay, you're fired up. Good. Let's get a start on this. So number one, the length of your vows. There is nothing more awkward than when someone unintentionally upstages their fiancé with pages and pages of loving promises after their partner's vows took just 10 seconds. It's the worst. So not only are the couple feeling a bit uncomfortable up the front, but the guests are feeling uncomfortable as well. Before you put pen to paper, finger to phone, you want to have a think about and discuss with your fiancé what sort of length you want your wedding vows to be. There's lots of different reasons why you might want them a little bit shorter or a little bit longer. If you've got a really long speech later on in the night, you've got a really long and detailed speech, you've got stories all over the place that you really want to share and get across and have a laugh during the reception, you might want your vows to be a little bit shorter. But conversely, if you're not doing a speech, you might decide that you want your vows to be the highlight where you put all your stories, all your feelings, all your creativity. So you might want them to be a little bit longer. There is no right and wrong. And you don't need to work out an exact word count. Giving each other a rough guide, you might go, okay, no shorter than eight sentences, no longer than 12. Just something really simple to be able to go, yeah, we're in the same ballpark as each other. It's a smart guide. I also like to remind my couples that If they ever wanted to print their vows for like a memento or a keepsake, it looks great if they're a similar length. But number one, I think, is about how it makes you both feel. So if you can be complementary of each other in your vows with the general length, you're doing great. Okay, number two is the tone. I was trying to think of another way to describe it. The tone of your vows. Um, It's a vibe. You still haven't written your vows yet, have you? Let me help. In around 20 minutes or so, you can easily write personalized wedding vows unlike anything you've heard before that will make your fiance feel like the most loved, understood, and appreciated person on the planet. The how to write wedding vows that don't suck. Instant download 17 page PDF ebook walks you through a step by step format for your vows, how to find the right words and phrases to describe your feelings and your fiance, how to write that crucial first draft, and create your final wedding vows masterpiece. So, if you don't know how or even where to start, if you've been Googling your little heart out, or if you've been calling them wedding vows, A-E-I-O-U, this ebook is for you. Included in there are also some bonus secrets for getting the most out of your wedding ceremony. So make sure you download your copy right now and get Write Your Wedding Vows crossed off your to-do list today. The link is in the show notes. There is no wrong tone, but I can tell you for certain that when one partner writes romantic and super gushy poetry and the other is to the point, sarcastic and blunt, it doesn't feel great witnessing them exchange their vows and each partner doesn't feel awesome either. It's that reflection of each other's tone that is completely missed there. 
And so it doesn't feel like they connect. What I find more common is that one partner can express themselves more easily and freely than the other. And so agreeing to a couple of loose parameters can really help you keep, as I said, at least in the same ballpark. So if you're having a black tie wedding, okay, and you've got 150-odd conservative guests who are, you know, literally dressed up to the nines and you're in a super fancy location, you might want to skip that sexy story about the adventure you both had in Bali. Yes? So if you're wanting to include some humour, decide to what degree might be appropriate. You know, you just want to consider your Nana Katie's dodgy heart. And you also want to make each other feel respected in that moment. It might be a laugh a minute. And if both of you are in agreement, fucking go for it. But you both have to be in agreement. Otherwise, it can really fall flat. Number three is stories. Remember when, uh, a flashback, or I'll never forget. You two have got history. Draw on it. The laughs, the misunderstandings, the misadventures, the quirks, the triumphs. What dead set legends or dorks you are. Share a little part of what it's like to be in your relationship. Don't be afraid to bring a little bit of levity into your vows. Number four, what do you love about them? And this is not just what they do for you. We want to really let them know what are their best qualities? What makes them so incredibly special and lovable? Number five, what do you want to promise them? How do you want your marriage to go day by day? How do you want to support them? And what about the future? Do you have plans or dreams? Tell your fiance what you're excited about and what lights you up because absolutely the best is yet to come. Number six, get yourself a first draft and go back to the length and tone guidelines that you've set for yourself and see if you're still fitting within them. You might need to renegotiate the length and tone guidelines and your vows and your fiance's vows might just need to be different. And that's completely okay too. You've done your best to get to this point. You're two different people. If they're super different, then maybe that's just the way it has to roll. Number seven, you want to do your proper draft and sit on them for a while. I'd really recommend that you see what they look like in a week or two. Sometimes my couples want to go back and make little changes. And other times, they nail it on the very first go. Give yourself some grace and just write what feels great. Remember, you can't go wrong. Your fiancé loves you for you. And number eight, and finally, share them with your officiant or celebrant so they can prepare palm cards for you to read from. Because no, you're not going to remember them. Forget about it. In my experience, well, I've only had one couple in over 900 who have ever memorized their vows. It doesn't make it more romantic or show that you really mean it if you memorize them. It just means you're an actor who can learn lines. And what you really are looking for is you want to feel them and you want to give those words life as you're saying them and also holding space for your fiancé as they hear them for the very first time too. And I find if you're trying to get those words from the back of your brain, you know, you're trying to bring those lines out, 
it is really, really difficult to be able to give them the attention and the space and the time that they deserve. So just to recap, vows are your promises that you're saying to each other during your ceremony. That, done right, can make you both feel the most loved, understood and appreciated you've ever felt in your entire life. So have a chat with each other about the length and the tone that you want your vows to be. Start writing them as early in the wedding planning process as you can. Please don't leave them to the last minute. They deserve better than that. Practice reading your vows out loud a few times. It will help you with the pronunciation and getting the nerves and maybe any tears out. And if you're having some problems with uh, crying while you're saying your vows, have a quick listen to episode number six of the Unbridly podcast, which is seven strategies to help you not cry on your wedding day. And then once you've got your perfect wedding vows, have two copies of them. You'll have the large font, easy to read and hold ones that you'll use during your ceremony and some pretty ones that you can keep as a memento, maybe in a little book or something like that. Fancy font, fancy paper, all the things to look back on for many happy anniversaries to come. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbridly podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.